how very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Don't you want a world of unconditional love and brotherhood? We have the secrets to self-improvement. You can join us and be special. Join our elite mission to save the world. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. We'll title this tape. Welcome to the cult of comics. Have any of you guys seen She-Hulk yet? I have not started it yet, because uh, I've been watching Attack on Titan and What We Do in the Shadows, and What We Do in the Shadows, I absolutely love. Hmm. Josh? No, I haven't. And you call yourself comic fans. I don't know, I guess I just feel like a little burnt out with how much content there is right now, and I'm trying to like yeah. enjoy my life without I being also just, Like you just said. I, I want to watch it once, like... A lot of this stuff, I've watched it on my own, and then I've had to go back and watch it with my wife. So, I'm just kind of waiting for her to have some free time to watch stuff at the same time with me. That's that's kind of the thing about being a, a couple of any kind, whether you're married You'll or not. You'll understand like Sean. No, I mean, I've... I've st- I have well, a girlfriend I watch stuff with. Yeah. Yeah, in Canada or whatever. She goes to another school. Exactly. She's still in school. How'd you just go troll the local high school... Yes. I just sit outside, sit on the hood of my to be car, fair, just watching them all walk past. You do look like you would, like, grow out your neck beard, put on some aviators, and then just, like, lay on the hood of a Trans Am outside of your local high school. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think exactly. you're supposed to idolize Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, I guess we can get started, right? Yeah. Let's do the Cool, news. let's hop into it. It's the news, and welcome to the Cult of Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Brown, and today I'm joined by Sean Walsh and Josh Craven. How's it going, boys? Doing all right. Hi there. What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Yeah. Forest green. Forest green? That's a pretty yes. good color. I used to really like that one. Yes. I, I moved I like it, because it smells taste. like uh, yeah. pine. Does the crayon taste like pine, too? What if they had no, scented it like wax. crayons? That would be pretty bad. You try to eat them. They... they they do. They That's did. Bad. That was it. Uh, I, I lean more towards like a bluer green, a, a brighter green, maybe like turquoise or uh, teal. I can see that with you. I was thinking more like blue or gold. Blue and gold. Mm-hmm. Just like just, the dress. It just strikes me. Exactly. Sean? I appreciate the reference there. <laughs> Let's get on to Ezra Miller updates. Um, apparently, they only decided to get themselves checked into rehab. Yes, they only decided to help themselves once they realised the Flash film was in jeopardy of being cancelled. Okay. So at least they've got their priorities straight. (laughs) When uh, was that? This week. Was that a tweet That's from all just you know. today? You you shared the uh, a screenshot of the tweet, but. Oh no, that that came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. I saw you included somebody being very pedantic, uh, you know, about the writers of the article in the screenshot. Just like, what do they mean by they? He's just one person. 
Oh, no, I didn't. There was just one commenter. I didn't yeah. intentionally include that. That just happened to be the thing right below the post. Yeah, of course it is. It's just what's going to happen. Yeah, incels. All right, and that's our man on the street. But it's, it's a fu- it's Ezra a funny it's a funny comment because there is more than one Ezra Miller in the film. That's true. There the is. The trailer showed two flashes. That's very oh, true. I haven't seen the trailer. That is really funny. Well, no, it might not be in the trailer. There was some promo art or something that showed two Barry Allens. Was this in the trailer that you watched while you were having the uh, McDonald's breakfast wrap? Y- yes. Hmm. And he goes and watches the Berenstein Bears. Just all by himself. There is a flash trailer out there, isn't there? Mm, sure. Whatever you uh, say about it. Maybe there was something at the Super Bowl. I think there might have been a Super Bowl trailer to compete with the uh, Doctor Strange trailer. Are you sure that wasn't just a Snickers commercial with a lightning bolt. There's a trailer. It's a DC fandom teaser. Okay. I'm really not joking when I say this. I If I had a lot of money to throw around, I would seriously pay Ezra Miller to be in a Snickers commercial just to say, you know, when you when you're hungry. I, didn't I make that joke that that has to be how he ends the whole event? Yes, it's just going around on tour, holding a Snickers bar, being like, no, no, "Hey, like, sorry." At the end, it's just you're not you when you're uh, hungry. Just you're not you the when the end me, of the rampage your mom, was just you... hit. The whole thing has just been a Snickers commercial the whole time, and the rampage just ends with him eating the Snickers and going back to being the Flash. I really want Sean to make that like Photoshop that image now. I think that that's what I need in my life. So, it is. A very weird bit of news to start things off with outside of Ezra Miller. Jorge Molina, uh, a well-known artist for comic books, uh, was hired to do a Mexican Heritage Month cover. And it... What fucking color are your shorts? These? These are uh, mint green. You look like you're about to accost women on a beach. Yeah, right? Jorge Molina's uh, Mexican Heritage Month cover uh, has been altered. This is the cover featuring Kyle Rayner, uh, and the background was the Mexican flag with what I'm assuming is Quetzalcoatl. Yes, the original post was him holding the big Mexican flag, and it's beautiful in the background above him. And then in the other hand, he was holding the lantern with a construct behind him of a... That was the Quetzalcoatl. So he's got the, the yes. bird with the snake in its mouth, and they've got maize, which is corn, and the uh, the husks that they use for uh, tamales. Yes. And I'm not sure if the uh, chest piece is supposed to represent something, because it's got the one black line that goes up his chest, and like a little it's always, portion, portion. It's always been like that. It just doesn't have the logo in there yet. It's like... You want me to hurt you. It's like you want me to... Okay, just... well, why don't you just go ahead and tell us if it means something? It's his... It's just it's just his costume to give him a different look. It's Kyle Rayner! Wait, Kyle Rayner is Hispanic? Bas- yeah. Basically everyone's reaction to this news. <laughs> uh, it's not really something that's that well-known, but yeah, it's it's been yeah. pretty well-established yeah. for some time. I first found out They've... about his heritage in Tom King's Omega yeah. Men when he starts yeah. speaking They've... Spanish at one point. They've lightened yes. his hair a bit, because didn't he have, like, pitch black hair? Uh, Probably, yeah. He did. I mean, he does have pitch black hair, but, I mean, the lighting here is meant to 
Okay. Show so up. Like, like there's light in space. He's yeah. close to the sun, so it seems lighter. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's gravity in space too, and that's why in the alternate picture they move his leg to stand on top of an asteroid, just a floating rock. I mean, there's not necessarily anything wrong with Viva Mexico, but why the bag the, of tamales? Well, I think it's, the flag looks so much nicer on the other one, and then it just seems so forced to have Viva Mexico, two yeah. exclamation marks. Yeah, because if he had chimichangas, it would be like they were trying to copy Deadpool. <laughs> like, so I, I will say something. Viva Mexico, that font as well is the actual traditional Viva Mexico font yeah. with the exclamation yeah. point. And that is the original that, stuff. That's fine, but it looks shit compared to the big flowing yeah, gorgeous colored flag. Yeah, they had to repose yeah. his left leg and his right arm. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's like someone uh, grabbed it's... your action figure and touched it and moved parts of it. Yeah, it is very strange. Um, yeah, and I don't understand why. They've claimed that there was a legal issue with the original cover. Hmm. And Molina's comment on it was, notice how there's only his signature on one of them. Yeah, and it said, what does it say? In honor of... Jorge Gonzalez Camarena, uh, down by his left knee in the original. They um, took that part off as well. In honor of Jorge Gonzalez, yeah. I mean, I can't it's, really... It's what is strange. the legal issue here? That's what I'm confused by. I really Jorge Gonzalez Camarena is a mexican painter so maybe there was something wrong with his estate maybe it's a homage to his work and they didn't like that that's that's what i'm thinking something with the estate they didn't like some of his work uh i'm not seeing like but surely exactly look doesn't exactly look like his style so i'm not sure what part but surely there could have been something better to do than give him a carrier bag full of tamales yeah yeah, that was a weird choice. Um, so I don't uh, see anything comment. here saying that one there's comment. any like copyright laws for the flag. So one comment I saw said, "I can't wait until the Black History Month cover with um, Cyborg holding a watermelon." I'm not sure they. Yeah, right. Like it kind of. Yeah, it's such it a weird. It looks like he spells his name Gonzalez ends with a Z instead of an S, so it's not like they even had his name quite like they had a spelling error. One, one typo, so let's just get rid of that and give him some tamales. So it looks like there is... The, uh, a either. There is a... Something called Section 1201, um, which is a... Uh, kind of like DMCA law uh, that is a copyright issue for some reason but i'm not really seeing anything here about how i mean because a flag should be in the public domain right so that doesn't really make any sense his lapatria uh let's see it says it's an homage to lapatria oh okay no they're definitely copying that part i see it now the, the yeah. bird holding yeah. the snake yeah, yeah and huh i mean i don't okay that is a very blatant copy well, I mean, it's 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 literally meant to 
emulate it, right? So, I mean, at that point, is it copying or is it just an emulation? Because Homage. if the point is to look at that and then say, okay, well, here's the tribute here. Yeah. Well, how why, much why of would that looks, be an issue? You know, could look like it was traced versus like we're just drawing. Literally, the same thing. look at if look at the link picture, you send, and there's a yeah. fair use there's a fair use symbol right there. Yeah. So, I'm just confused. And even if there were problems with this, just scrap the cover and make him draw something else. Like anything would have been better than giving him a bag of tamales. I mean. I can kind of get over the tamales, but the fact that it's in a grocery bag, it's just kind of yeah. like, what? What? Yeah. It's very, very strange. Change. It's a little tasteless when you think about it. And my question is, did they ask him to do that? Or was that something that he did on his own? Because that, like, that's a weird choice to do on your own. The only thing that I could think is that it was like some tone deaf person in charge just saying like, uh, do this. That'll be a, yeah. the, the, the so replacement. It- some people are saying it's it's lazy at best, racist at worst. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's lazy and racist. Yeah. I just uh, don't know. Give hmm. him a, like, just give him another chance to do the image versus having somebody else come in and just like, hey, I'll fix this. Draws yeah. a bag of tamales. So I am... Looking at a Screen Rant article, uh, it says that uh, it's important to note that there seems to be some miscommunication at DC if this cover was not uh, ready for presentation or with copyright permissions addressed. With the artwork appearing incomplete in this specific image of him without the symbol on his chest, uh, as well as on League of Comic Geeks website and in DC's official September 2022 solicitations, it begs the question of if the artwork will be able to be completed, blah, blah, blah. But it definitely seems like the big issue that people had with that original Im- uh, image is just the not having his logo, but like that's it. Now this yeah. new one, everybody on- online is just shitting all over how this downgrade happened. It's very strange. I'm just really confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have to linger on it very much longer, but I think we're all just a little bit like, what's going on? Yeah, it's... I don't know what corporate thinking was going on during this. Maybe there was no thinking. Maybe no. there was only... No think, only money. Make money, well, go. They did it in-house, and somebody they have not named made the changes. It wasn't even like, hey, we got so-and-so Ooh, to come. It wasn't Jorge Molina. That's why he said his signature's only on one. Yeah, he submitted it, and then DC made the changes. So that means somebody in-house did something. Which has happened before. Um, do you remember the uh, Marvel controversy that happened with uh, the Asian faces and Asian look? On, I think it was on... Um, I can't remember the artist, actually. Uh, it was in a Daredevil book, though. Oh, uh, right. Where they kind remember of Electra. filled in around the the irises yeah and they kind of made them look more stereotypical yeah very oh that was greg smallwood in the electra black red and black white and blood right yeah yes very strange thing to do um did the big two just hire people to like make adjustments in-house you would think they would just ask the artist to make the changes yeah it seems like it uh next bit of news Radio Apocalypse is on an indefinite hiatus, and it's only two issues in. And it was how many so months between issue one and two? November and February were when the issues came out. 
It's yes. way too long. Ramvi has said there is a um, there, there were health is... issues along the way, and he had family emergencies back in India had to go to, so he didn't get time to write these issues when he should have when is... he had time set aside to do it. There is no reason that either issue should have been released if they didn't have any other issues ready. Yeah. Because like, it's only supposed to be four issues. Everybody else is five or six. I don't no, know how many issues it is, but I, I've seen people learn this lesson time and again. Mark Miller, many times over, had to learn this. You don't release anything until you have at least several comics in the can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Image has a rule that you need to have, a, I don't know, at least three issues ready to go before they'll even start printing. These days, they're a little bit more strict. They want to at least have six issues yeah, for that's the trade. What I'm they they want to have several issues ready before you even start printing. Yeah, we're not so going to start printing and that... have delays afterwards. Yeah, because that's just going to kill Kirkman you, Ron. Ha- yeah, Kirkman has said uh, a couple times now. He, he definitely started this off with Oblivion Song. How he was going to tr- uh, try and avoid delays as much as possible, and, and we have, see how that worked he, out. He has been on top of things for the past mm. I want to say the outcast, past, that, outcast and Oblivion that, Song no, no, no. they both delayed that is Out, the very last song. the last issue or two is delayed but up until that point like all of Firepower has been on schedule all of Outcast up to that point was on schedule Oblivion Song was on schedule it's just he's it's all of the endings to the series that he slow rolls except for the Walking Dead. That was supposed. That was a surprise ending, but those always came out monthly, and it's always the wrap up that has. Well, they didn't. They else. didn't have to wait for coloring on Walking Dead. That's true. So that saves some time. But yeah. they wanted it to um, be a surprise ending, so they always are working yeah. far enough ahead of schedule. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think this is going to be Ram V learning that lesson here. Yeah, uh, I think that could probably. Be- probably be on vault as well because they're a smaller yeah uh company and they're wanting to capitalize on the i mean ram v is kind of a rising star right now and he's got a lot of other things that he's working on yeah he's got dc work he's got marvel work they want to capitalize that while he's still in the limelight like he's at every publisher basically i think has he done something for he did boom i don't know if he's done anything anything dynamite i don't think yeah, he has. What did he do? Image. Ram V. Yeah. Well, didn't he do like a spooky book? Let's go a by spooky author, book. Then. That's all I remember. I think it was around the same time that he was doing the Justice League Dark. Uh, Ram V did the issue of Silver Coin, but he also did a series called Paradiso. Paradiso. I've never heard of this. Uh, artist was Dear Blakelly and Dev Prominick. Those aren't names. You're lying. Does Comicron not show the sales anymore? Uh, I yeah. Know. I think it does. Because I'm trying to find the um, sales for Radio Apocalypse. This comic has run into a lot of issues already because there was the initial delay and then there was also the complete rework of the art for whatever reason. And it's only supposed to be four issues. So... We'll see well, what happens. The this... top advanced reordered comic book with the resolicited re- Radio Apocalypse number one. I mean, it was a, it's been a good book. I 
I don't know. Oh well. Yeah, because I, I think issue one, I gave a ten out of ten. Yeah, you loved it. Yeah, there was. Uh, you talked about listening to the music while you were actually uh, reading it, and how yeah. much did that it gave you that experience. Was it that you read it the first time without music, and then you read no, it again I, with music? No, I played it. I played the music first time. Okay. Yeah. I imagine that that experience must have... I remember I was the one who did that. I was the one who read it without the music, and then I listened to it with music. Yeah, because I remember you uh, gave it like an 8 out of 10, and I was like, go read it with music. And then like an hour later, you messaged, and you were like, holy shit, yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely much more enjoyable. Not to say that the story necessarily is like needs the music, but it just enhances the experience. You know? Oh, well, the reason, it's unfortunate. The reason that there was no sales data for november of 2021 was due to a ransom attack on diamond if you guys remember that i I remember that Hmm. that was a while ago when was that november 2021 radio apocalypse estimated number of units was 28,000. Man, it's already almost been a year crazy for a um independent book from a smaller publisher that's good yeah it is it's There's, probably uh, one of the bigger ones for vault yeah because dc and marvel books some of them sell that low for established characters yeah. can you guys tell me who dan lim is dan lin oh moving on um okay. yes so dan lin is rumored to be taking over the kevin feige role of the dcu going forward um, he has some experience in this job anyway, because he was the producer in charge of the 2008 Justice League Mortal movie from George Miller. Yeah, he's a producer. The one that got cancelled during the writer's strike. Mm. So I'm looking okay. at it. Uh, he's a producer. He did Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, as well as the sequel of Game of Shadows. He did the Lego movie, Lego Batman. Including Lego the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Lego Batman, yeah, I said that part. Lego um, Ninjago, Lego Movie 2, and the horror film It. Uh, he also produced Disney's Aladdin, the live-action ad- adaptation. And this he also did 50. Godzilla, King of Monsters, and he did the Godzilla vs. Kong. He King does, Kong. He does not look 50. No, he looks good for his age. I actually liked... Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, as ridiculous as it was. He but... has been Ooh, on so much That stuff. could be problematic for them going forward. Uh, what? Because he was born in Taiwan. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's also producing the Avatar The Last Airbender um, yeah. live-action Netflix uh, show. He's been on a ton of stuff. Uh, oversaw the development and production of The Departed. Uh, but he also oversaw, oversaw things like 10,000 BC, The Aviator, Alexander, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Matchstick Men. He's He's got a it's lot of It's weird that he's in watch. all of these. Yeah, but like the credits only go so far. So a lot of these movies that he's tied to, it's just like, okay, well, what did he... It's, what, it's what is either it he like really critically acclaimed movies or things that just get made to have something there. Uh, sorry, hmm. like uh, Terminator Salvation or the Death Note film. Terminator uh, Salvation was fine. Eh. It's Not, different. I, I didn't really like it. It's different It's enough. different. Yeah, so I think we can kind yeah. of say he's very seasoned in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, well, he has. Uh, it's interesting to see who he's worked with. I mean, he's he's worked directly under Martin Scorsese. Whereas yeah. you look at and, the person who was previously in charge of DC there, Kevin Feige, and previously before being given that job, he had worked on the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street remakes or reboots. That's what Kevin Feige yeah. had before. No, this is what, sorry, Walter Hamada, their former Kevin oh. Feige figure. I, okay. Yeah, I realised I didn't say his name after I started. Yeah. So he did those, he did some of the Final Destination films, he did the Conjuring movies, and then he started with Outcommand and Shazam and stuff. So he didn't really have all that much experience in big blockbuster movies. It yeah. was all these smaller I mean, horror movies. I would... I would make the argument that just because Hamada mostly was doing horror films that I, I don't necessarily think that those aren't potential blockbusters or anything. I mean, I think I remember that the remake for Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th mm. were not both. Good. Yeah, they weren't but good, he, but they at least made a lot of money. He is part of the, the Conjuring Annabelle. Well, he's part of the Conjuring, a lot of the stuff in general, but, yeah. I mean, that's... Huh. So, he was also uh, part of It. So, he and Dan Lin... Uh, probably worked to together get, at some worked point. Worked together on It, and probably other things, because yeah. they're both at Warner Brothers. Yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm imagining that Warner Brothers has been trying to fill this role for some time since the Ray Fisher scandal. Yeah. Uh, and... What's happened since then? We've had uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Have we had anything else, DC? Uh, Wonder Woman 84 is the... Oh, yeah, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Um, I mean, there's Batman. The Batman also And the Batman. (laughs) Well, I guess... I don't know if I would tie the the Batman to that necessarily because was Hamada overseeing that? He was for... executive producer yeah. on everything. He's head of DC. That's interesting. Or president of DC Films. Hmm. So then, is it really fair to say that maybe Hamada was like the reason why things weren't coming together? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think he lacked the. He, yeah. He kind of didn't want to move on from the DCU while wanting to move on from the DCU. He very much was making new films while keeping his foot in the door there. Instead of just coming in and saying, right, well, we've lost Ben Affleck, we've lost Henry Cavill, we should cut our losses and start something new. Yeah. He kind of was trying to make a cinematic universe out of Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah. Is my sort of opinion on him. And I'm hoping now that if Dan Lin does get the job, because it's just rumoured, but if he does get it, hopefully he can come in and have a completely fresh start and a fresh slate he can work with. Yeah, yeah. this is like Coke and Pepsi right here. Like, uh, Feige worked for Marvel, he worked for Sony, and these guys are working for Warner Brothers in DC. So, I mean, DC and Marvel have been like Coke and Pepsi for a while. Which mm. one's Coke and which one's okay. Pepsi? That's hard. I don't really like DC's Pepsi. Coke. DC's Coke. It's a classic. Sure. They've they've yeah. Uh, Although been I don't really care longer. for Pepsi, but I do like all the Marvel stuff. I like Mountain Dew though. But, there are so many flavors for everybody. At I'm so worried about you. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
Was I the one who shared this next bit of news uh, in the chat? Which I don't one? know. What is the next bit of news? Batman the Caped Crusader animated series oh. from Bruce Timm, J.J. Oh. Abrams, and Matt Reeves has been axed at HBO Max. Not, not quite axed. It's we are not going to be the people that release this. So yeah, they're free they, to they shop going, it around. They're still like in production. It's still getting made, uh, but they have to find somebody else to distribute it. So, do you guys know uh, Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything? Yes. yes. He's been pretty vocal about what's been going on with HBO Max and talking about a lot of the different creators. A lot of the same thing that we've been talking about. Uh, he has taken a stance as well uh, as some of the other creators uh, saying if the show gets removed from HBO Max, then they're going to start linking uh, torrent sites of where you can get the episodes for free. Oh, yeah, someone... One of the um, producers of one of the animated shows links shared a link to her Dropbox account. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that was... all the episodes on. Yeah, when we were talking about this last week, I think that was in one of the articles that we talked about. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember what show that was. It wasn't... Was that The Amazing World of Gumball? I think. I don't think uh, so. It wasn't Infinity Train, but I think the Infinity Train creator would totally be. I think the Infinity Train creator was the one who shared the Dropbox link. Yeah. Because the okay. thing I shared last week was the um, Warner Bros. sales team Twitter sharing something. Yeah, where they've basically made any kind of Cartoon Network show just unavailable through any medium. Yeah, they yeah. signed exclusive contracts and then they removed them. Yeah. So, yeah, if I were. I mean, why would you want to piss off Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves, and J.J. Abrams? Mainly Reeves and Abrams, um, but also Bruce Tim. Like, I'm happy you, that you Bruce Tim's lost... not involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, ever since uh, Killing Joke. Yeah. And oh, the no, uh, Harley Quinn Nightwing series. Uh, he's, yeah. he's still involved with uh, Cape Crusader. As long as he but doesn't he... make Batman fuck Batgirl, that's fine. But there's they... also that... HBO... Uh, HBO Max also... just gave Matt Reeves carte blanche <laughs> to do whatever he wanted with the Batman sequel, uh, as well as I think they're still they said they're still moving ahead with the uh, the Penguin uh, TV show and Gotham TV show, right? At this point, that I don't was know a if week ago when they happen. basically like a week ago HBO Max went all in on Matt Reeves, and then they also said, "Hey, we're not moving forward with the Cape Crusader." And they that have been true, reeling but... since they lost Nolan because of Tenet. Like, Nolan was yeah. mad at how Warner Brothers released Tenet, and he basically just left Warner Brothers to go do his own stuff. He's he's I forget true. who he's doing Oppenheimer with. I think he's at Universal. I don't know. It's if Universal Paramount. A type of Universal film that. But, uh. I, I keep Who hearing about how Warner Brothers is still reeling from losing Christopher Nolan. Um, it's I think being made. Yeah, it's Universal. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. At this point, I would say even with shows that are still quote moving forward mm -hmm. to be released with HBO Max, I, I think it makes more sense to just go at it with the attitude of it's going to get released until they say it doesn't. Uh, and yeah. at this point, I would be very well, unsurprised if a to, lot of shows end up getting have to uh, swing just for removed the from the slate now. entirely. They're not going for single or double bases. No singles, no doubles. We're going for home runs only. 
Like, and Batman I mean, is a big enough budget that they would continue with that. But for TV shows but to go on that's their the streaming thing is, platform, like, they do that with DC as well, not just Warner Brothers, right? Like, that's the attitude of we know that this property is going to sell. We know that, but the, here's that's the same issue. Is is if that's the case, why wouldn't they take the risk with Batgirl? Because that's the part of the Bat family. It was it's not big Gotham. enough. I think it's, I don't. It's, it was small potatoes. They said it's too big to put on our streaming service. It's not big enough for a wide release. They're, I don't believe it, honestly. I mean, that's... Okay, but that that's, that is their words what they're right saying now. Is, that sure. is what they're saying, is we are looking for big hits. And we don't think this is it. The thing is, is like they can afford to make take risks, especially when it comes to this stuff right now anyway. So if they're looking at things through the lens of... They can't afford we don't to take risks. Have continuous... they, they owe so much money, and they're trying to find ways to save money. I mean, I guess, but I don't... Here's the thing. Anytime a corporation says something like that, I don't fucking believe them. Because in their mind, when they say that they're losing money, what they're actually doing is they've lost like 3% of their original uh, yeah. profits from the year prior. That's it. It's mm -hmm. not an actual... It doesn't matter. These people are going to... It's not like they have a bank account with $200 million just ready to sit there. No, they just borrow money from the assets of the company and then they just use it so that way they don't yeah, have to get the tax write-offs and then they, they want to gain more money from this, the profits. They say this is not a quality issue. It's an economic and strategic issue. Which I just, again, I just don't believe. I think yeah. that this is... Okay. I think that this is... I mean... They, they had... Um, what's his name? Uh, playing Gordon. So I imagine JK that in Simmons. this... Thank you. I think that this is more of that connective tissue to the already DCEU. So yeah. if they are trying to go all balls in for the, the Matt Reeves Batman to be the new thing, then they're probably trying to cut any ties to that whatsoever, oh. which is but ridiculous. What, what happened to that Black Label film imprint they were going to do? I know. Yeah, they, they announced Joker, that back in... Well, Joker was part of the Black Label movie imprint. I remember that, yeah. And then they just never went anywhere yeah, else with that. Black Label, the whole comic imprint, was Todd Phillips' idea. Was it? He pitched it to DC. I... Hey guys, what if we just get rid of Vertigo and do this other thing called Black Label? Well, he pitched it as like a standalone movie imprint that could also oh. adapt to comics, like the darker, more adult stuff that isn't okay. marketed towards kids. And okay, yeah, then DC kind of rolled with it. Okay. I guess. But still, I, I mean, all right. You you run the risk of, you know, pissing off, you know, one of your biggest investments right now, Matt Reeves and JJ Abrams as well. Well, they pissed off Warner Bros biggest filmmaker. Yeah. Nolan. And that's what I said. Nolan is gone. Yeah. He's 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 with Universal now or whoever will get his project off the ground. Nolan just really wants to direct a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> At this point, I would be really surprised if things like Bendis' cover actually ends up getting out. Or is that still just like an HBO thing, or is it not HBO Max? Bendis' what? I don't remember. Cover? That yeah, series was he was be made making into a show. David Mack. Yeah. Mm, David His Mack. best work in okay. a long while. David Mack was directing and Bendis was writing. Probably. Because originally, that like that announcement was 
a while back, back I think a year that after. That was why he dropped a load of his comic stuff because he was busy writing that. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, he's doing stuff at Dark Horse now, so I mean, he's yeah. getting back on the train with it. So, whatever happens, happens. But that that initial question still hasn't been answered. Is is was it a, a, a HBO Max thing or was it an HBO thing? That's the question, right? Because at that point, that that really answers whether or not it's going to actually get HBO Max into the ether. So yeah, it's probably never happening at this point. I'm going back to the point Tom I was trying to make know. before Josh spoke through me. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Tim also made that Batman Harley Quinn animated movie where Harley Quinn rapes Nightwing. Uh, was it rape? He was tied to a bed. Okay, well I the, don't know yeah. what you're talking about at all. Bruce Tim has lucky. issues. <laughs> Bruce Tim's way too horny. He's he's he, he much, much, much Harley too Quinn. horny. That was Paul Dini. Yeah. Paul Dini was there to rein Bruce Tim in. Okay, Without fine. Paldini there, Bruce Tim is a he's a wild card. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys. In this one, Harley Quinn rapes Nightwing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? He's like, no, you, you trust me. I made the animated series. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. I'm the reason Warner Brothers has an animation department. <laughs> it's like, just that scene. It's the scene from Spider Man. He's like, do you have any idea how much I sacrificed? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, did you mean Spider-Man with Green Goblin? Yes. Hmm. Why? I did you... It doesn't matter. Anyways. Did I accidentally make a segue we... or something? I thought you said Aquaman. I heard Aquaman. No, I said, sp said Spider-Man. Mm. Let's roll back the... Roll that beautiful bean Let's footage. roll back the tape. Yeah. This is why we're recording, is so I can prove that you're wrong. <laughs> Let the records show. We have a, Let the records We reflect. have a stenographer over here just... <laughs> so, uh, apparently, the Caped Crusader has already received interest from other major streaming services following the cancellation at HBO Max. There has been uh, rumors that... To... There has been rumors that Disney is picking it up, which would be fucking that hilarious. Would... We'll go make our Dude, own Batman weird. show with Jack um, and Hookers. Well, I say Disney. Hulu have some sort of first dip rights for a certain kind of Batman project. They have refusal rights. Okay. Maybe. Huh. Alright. So, according to the Hollywood Reporter's Heat Vision newsletter, the animated Batman series, uh, co-creator Bruce Timm and the Batman director Matt Reeves has gotten intense interest from Apple, Hulu, and Netflix, like you said. Uh, while the Caped Crusader was scrapped here, it's been reported at the time that the show would continue to be shopped at other outlets, meaning that it would still likely be released. So, this is... Huh, interesting. There's a new selection of stuff dropped from HBO Max. Merry Little Batman, The Day the Earth Blew Up, a Looney Tunes movie, Bye Bye Bunny, a Looney Tunes musical, yeah. Did I Do That to the Holidays, a Steve Urkel story. Wait, what? These are all the Urkel. other animated things that were dropped at the same time. Why the fuck was there an animated Urkel? I don't understand why they were making that, but it's on the list. These are all things that were in production or already produced that HBO Max has said, we're not going to put this on our... We're not going dis to distribute it. And... Mm. Uh, Cape Crusader is by far the the highest profile thing out of all of this. Like people were sure waiting for this, wanting it to come out. Uh, the fact that they're shopping it around means it's already in production or is done being produced. 
I'm not sure which. Maybe. Also, speaking of production, involved. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, like there's a there's a there's a very there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this and what it could be. And Ed Brubaker. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons like, to be excited for it, and then there's Bruce Tim. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We, we, I think we've talked about this park before. That when it was announced, I think it was back in February. It was announced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. When was the merger? Is it April? Um, it started, but it's coming up. They're they're still like preparing for the merge. Hmm. Uh, it was back in January beginning of the year i i guess i just don't understand because they're okay it's they, it's like george martin it's zaslov, like it's coming zaslov came in and started the merger back in like april may but hbo has to get its shit in order to finish the merge i like guess here you can start claiming all sorts of stuff on your taxes and your taxes have to be done by this point and then we can do the merge like, get your house in order, and then we'll do this. Hmm. It, I mean, it I mean, wouldn't happen just on one day. Like, it takes time to do a merger. Sure, but I guess what I'm saying is that if this is still... This is something that has been prolonged at this point, and now there is a lot of uh, collateral damage there are in, many the, in the wayside. There casualties along the road here. Yeah, I, I don't... And they're... The problem... Uh, that has been pointed out, and I think you've probably seen this, is that anything that's not a huge hit, like we said, anything that's not going to be a huge hit, anything that's not bringing in a ton of people like Game of Thrones is getting left by the wayside. And so what ends up happening is that a lot of like shows uh, dedicated to, uh, say, people of color or minorities or something are getting left by the wayside. So it seems that there is kind of a... Uh, how would you describe it? Kind of a racial slant to what is being cancelled, left by the wayside. It's kind is of that... crazy that House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spin-off, got renewed for a season two after one episode dropped in this era of HBO Max cancelling everything. I'm not that surprised by that, just because they're they know how much money came was being raked in. Plus from that's Game also HBO and not HBO Max. No, it's HBO Max. I I think it aired on HBO. It was made as HBO, HBO Max original, um, but they might have changed I've, plans along the I way. I feel like a lot of the HBO stuff, like Game of Thrones started on HBO. Game of Thrones is not an HBO Max original. Um, the poster the, says HBO Max. Okay, I mean, Netflix releases movies to theaters. They still put Netflix yeah. on it. All of the stuff that was bought when Netflix bought Millar World, Miller World, sorry, every Millar, every <laughs> Millar, every trade paperback uh, was rebranded to say it's a Netflix property. I want yeah. to buy the Sandman stuff, and it's all got the now a Netflix original branding on it, and I'm just like, I want to die. I'd rather yeah. die yeah. than buy this. It's a, it's a little exhausting to see that all the time. I I have that with uh, my want, Witcher book. I want to get Lock and Key as well. Oh yeah. I oh, managed to get the Witcher Academy. books before the branding got on it. As soon as they announced the show, I went and bought them immediately because I knew then. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Tyler, we still it's, haven't uh, talked about uh, Umbrella Academy. We need to talk about that at some point. All right. Um, <laughs> that sounded like a no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I was not a fan of how it yeah, ended. So you, I mean, you that's ha- I to... know that you had strong opinions on how season three ended, but we never got to talk about that. So I wanted to know. That's a good point. More about that. Okay. Um, tell me about this Matt Shackman rumor because apparently he might be doing Fantastic Four, and apparently Star Trek Four was being made. Yeah. So if we spoke about Star Trek Four when it was announced because Matt Shackman, yeah, the probably. director, he was the director of all the One Division episodes. Right, okay. Yeah. He was uh, signed up for Star Trek Four, which had been in development hell for a few years since Beyond came out in 2015, 2016 sort of time. Mm-hmm. Tyler looks like he's thinking. I think it was 2016, but yeah. Okay, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> it's not a correct Very pedantic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so rumours circled last week that he's directing the new one, and then it was either... Yesterday or today, it's been announced that he dropped out of Star Trek Four, mm. which has kind of substantiated these rumors. Yeah, I Man, mean, imagine if he doesn't get the job and he's just kind of left holding the bag. I'm trying to think about what he could be bringing to the table from the stuff with Wandavision because if he um, he showed a, I think the creativity, the visual creativity in WandaVision was good. I think yeah. my problems with it stem from the plot. So I don't think it's just a rumor. I think it's he is in talks to jump over to Fantastic Four. Do you think that there's going to be the same hiccups? Because I feel like what we've been he seeing... Didn't, with he, didn't, team... he didn't write WandaVision. Yeah. The... Just hear me out. Just hear me out. So, what I was going to ask was, when you look at Marvel TV versus Marvel Cinema, there is a bit of a difference. And I guess what I was going to ask was, when it comes to um, directors, producers, writers, you know, going into it, obviously Fahey is going to have a lot of input about where things are going to go and say, this is the ultimate uh, overall plan, here's how you need to get to there. But I guess I'm wondering if there's going to be interference. You do have some reservations, but I have got one thing that is going to solidify him as a good choice in your eyes. Matt Shackman directed the single best episode of TV ever. Matt Shackman directed The Nightman Cometh. Yes. From It's Always Sunny. He has six or eight episodes that he's directed from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, 43. 43? Holy shit. Yes. I accept. Yeah. That being said, he also directed the who he directed the Charlie McDennis. Yeah, he directed the Charlie McDennis episode as well, and the high school reunion episodes. He's done some of the best episodes. All that being said, they need somebody that's already kind of in house with Marvel, someone that's already worked at Marvel, because the Fantastic Four film is slated to be released December twenty second, twenty twenty three. The clock is ticking, and there is only 16 months left before the movie is supposed to come out. Crunch time. It's just crunch time. We're just going to go into crunch time. I mean, it takes, what, 14 months to kind of make a film? Like, he's coming in, and there's not a lot of time. Like, they need so much time to 
do post-production, especially for Fantastic Four, you're not going to have Mr. Fantastic doing practical effects. Sure. Sure you can. <laughs> so easy. Wouldn't be a challenge at all. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. You need a lot Did of Sean time. just put on a button-up? I've been wearing this the whole time. Yeah. I don't believe you. Let's go to the tapes. Something going on here. You guys are tricking me. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's something to look forward to then, if that's the case. I mean, I do really like that episode. So, yeah. All right. But it's the single best to, episode um, of TV ever made. If he has to jump mm. on, like, they have casting, they have pre-production, shooting, and then post-production. I don't think Fantastic Four is going to be coming out next December. Unless the script's already written and they're just waiting for a director. Yeah. I don't know. And okay, Marvel guys, doesn't care we're about... we're going to start shooting in November. Marvel doesn't care about post-production anymore. They might just oh, release yeah. it without no. visual no, effects. No, no, no. This will be the crunch time to end all crunch times. Yeah. It's going to look like the... a uh, like a cereal commercial. Like, yeah. oh, can you hand me that thing over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, you watched She-Hulk, Sean, so I have to ask, how was the CGI in that? Uh, it's fine. It's a better TV than, show. Better than the trailers that we had seen, where the trailers were semi-unfinished. Um, yeah, it's not the biggest jump I've ever seen, but it definitely looks better than the trailer that did. And it's fine. It's perfectly serviceable for what it is. I guess I can accept that. I mean... I and Just I, I really that... enjoyed the show as well, so maybe I'm giving it some bias. Good, good. I guess the thing is that uh, knowing that Marvel has this terse relationship with the animators, it does beg the question of like, okay, well, is this why I'm seeing these issues here and there, like these little nitpicky things that maybe I wouldn't be complaining about in the year 2022 if i didn't know that there were these issues or maybe we're all just spoiled from cgi and we've been exposed to it so much i mean there was that uh image shared on i think it was reddit someone did the comparison between iron man uh 2008 and thor love and thunder and the difference in cgi uh quality and yeah. i think that's kind of valid right i don't know i mean you made the comment that it's it's tv so how much can we really like fault them for it but at the same time look at moon knight i feel like that that was much higher quality than most of the other tv shows but they didn't have to completely cgi a face and all that i don't know like she hulk cgi compared to moon knight some explosions some touch-ups but a lot yeah. of it was practical him in a suit kicking guys asses did they superimpose her face onto someone else's body I don't know how much of it they've done. Okay. I don't know okay. whether it's all mocap and she's a complete CGI being or whether someone else is a body stand-in and her face is on it. I don't know. I, I don't... Hmm. Well... Whatever they do for the Hulk, they're definitely doing for her. So yeah. I think it's probably a lot of CGI. Um, yeah, a couple of months ago, I mentioned, I think, that... Um, Glenn Howerton could do a really good job at Mr. Fantastic and now that Matt Shackman might be directing. I still want to see it. Danny DeVito as the that. thing. 
If that's not done, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Charlie Day is Doctor Doom. They should just do an episode just to kind of lampoon the whole idea. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm picturing Doctor Doom talking like Charlie also, Day. <laughs> also required watching is just uh, huffing paint. Arrested development. <laughs> you got to watch all of the Fantastic Four related uh, oh, yeah. jokes from Arrested Development. Hey, honey, come see Daddy's thing. Dad, oh, Daddy's got to get his rocks off. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, that's that's terrible. Uh, do you guys want to talk about this Bioshock news? Because neither of you have played the uh, games. I have. Uh, I'm sorry. I bought them just before we did this. Right, right, right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Because, <laughs> man, uh, I'm re- Arkham Asylum is my next game this. to replay. It. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to spoil it too much. There, there's a whole thing about like a multiverse in this, in these games. Uh, Spoilers. But it's more of like a Bioshock Infinite, which is the you know the infinite name. Uh, that I hope they kind of tap into that with the Bioshock film that they're making on netflix this this is definitely going to be like a real toss-up here because you know how netflix is with their video game adaptations i don't know if anybody actually finished the uh what just came out the raccoon city yeah the resident evil raccoon city No, no 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 raccoon city was the movie the I heard that that actually was a lot better than the show that they made. I watched uh, yeah, the first sorry, episode, the, the and show, I was the show was just awful, teenage whatever. It's it's it's, it's okay. No, no, it no. was announced today. It's not just teenage. It drama was announced stuff. today that it has been cancelled after one season. Oh, that's why. Yeah, it's thank okay. God. <laughs> anyway, so Netflix, I just shits the bed with a lot of video game property adaptations. But it's I, not just Netflix. Sure, a lot of people, but Netflix which is where it's at, has not really stuck the landing for anything. However, uh, that... we have... Sorry, if you have an... Uh... Um, I have got a newfound respect for Sandman after we heard about that unmade script. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> the other day I was kind of like, it's good, it could be great, but so, in comparison to what we could have had, it is amazing. Yeah, so the person we have writing is Michael Green, who has written things such as Green Lantern... Uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, but he's also did, did he write the original script for Green Lantern or the I don't know where one? he sits on this. I I was just reading out the most damning ones. Uh, he is responsible for writing Logan, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Murder on the Orient oh. Express, Death on the Nile. Uh, he's done a lot of TV. It seems like he worked for Warner Brothers for quite a while he was he wrote 21 episodes of smallville he was a producer he's done uh 33 episodes of heroes it seems like he works with um what's his name who was the big showrunner for heroes uh i don't know oh um J. Shoot, J. i can't think of it no. No, no no he was involved uh shoot the production company is uh, uh jerry he was also a uh, writer and executive producer for American Gods. Yes. Yeah. So he he has some. Uh, Brian Fuller is who I'm trying to think of. Uh, it was developed okay. by Brian Fuller and Michael Green. Brian Fuller I think was involved with Heroes, uh, but that's also a Neil Gaiman uh, property. Yeah, but uh, that. American Gods. Um, it had. If yeah, you he was around only, to watch Brian the final Fuller was... season. It was good. The final season was pretty decent. Uh, of but Heroes he's, he's, or American Gods. 
American Gods. Heroes. I, I heard it went to shit the, after the first season. Well, that was because of the writer's strike that killed Oh, Brian, Brian Fuller also did Hannibal. Yeah, but he was not involved with Hannibal. So this guy did Smallville, Jack and Bobby, Everwood, Heroes. Heroes was not. Who are we CW. talking about? Michael Green is who we're talking oh, about right okay. now. That is the writer for Bioshock. So it seems Where like... Where am I? Yeah, I? Well, he brought up Brian Fuller and then was like, I'm not talking about him. <laughs> no, no, sorry. All right, so he's he seems to be a decent writer, but sometimes it comes down to who the director is. Because some of these movies, say Green Lantern, are not good. Uh, but we have the director who is Francis Lawrence. He's going to be the director for Bioshock. He, who was... His directorial debut was the supernatural thriller... Constantine. So you've got the director of Constantine. The Keanu Reeves one? Yeah, the Keanu Reeves one. That was his directorial debut. He also did I Am Legend, hmm. uh, the romantic drama Water for Elephants, and four of the five Hunger Game films. Three hmm. of the four Hunger Games films. Well, there's the Song, song of oh, Ace of that, Dragons films. That new one that's being made, yeah. Yeah. So he he's directed some pretty good stuff and some all right stuff. Uh, he most recently did uh, a movie that just came out. Oh, it's upcoming. I don't know what that is. Uh, the most recent thing that's come out was the Jennifer Lawrence film Red Sparrow, where she's a uh, Russian spy. I don't know if you guys saw that one. That one had some uh, graphic sex in there. You have my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how else to describe it. You you Say go no oh more. hey honey you, you, you want to rent a uh, you want to rent this spy thriller sex. and then they go into like the graphic training that goes on. What you know Red Sparrow kind of ate uh, Black Widow's lunch. Like this is this is what you could do with a Disney film if it wasn't made by Disney. Anyway, uh, I kind of have some hopes uh, for Bioshock being a good film as long as, you know, maybe some executives don't step in and try and mess around with stuff. I mean, it's it's going to eventually happen anyways, it, just because you know. the nature of most video game adaptations anyways is trying to do much more world building around... Yeah whatever plot is involved and it's, even it's when it comes so to stories to like in games that are already like really again. established yeah the the ones that don't have plot are the ones that always end up being the ones that falter the most but the ones that already have a plot i think people go into it with the idea of the adaptation thinking i need to add as much as possible to this when you really don't like How? it's already been established as long as you do an adaptation that feels like that you're going to be fine yeah like I'm I'm curious what's going to be changed for the Last of Us TV series. Yeah. So Lawrence has experience adapting properties. He helped with adapting Hunger Games. I mean, he directed so many of the Hunger Games movies, and those seem to stick very closely to the source material. I don't know how you feel about Constantine. I, I never actually saw the last one. The part it, the one is terrible. just okay. Part one of the last book is just a slog in the book and they made it just that part in the movie and i just oh my god 
I thought Catching Fire Catching Fire was the best Hunger Games movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, I wanted to talk more about Constantine. Uh I love because... it. It's so underrated. But how does how does Neil Gaiman feel about Constantine? Has he said? Um I don't know. Okay. Well I thought you might know, just have that in your back pocket. Uh no. I know you you have higher praise of Constantine. I think it's an alright film the problem i have with it is the sound editing it sounds like they're always recording in a you've always got you've always got such nitpicky things it's like oh i didn't like the lettering in this issue this week so six out of ten (laughs) (laughs) so the story and art were a ten but the lettering drags it down oh i would never give story and art a ten Uh, you ever, what what have you ever rated a ten? What in your mind is question. a perfect piece of art, whether it be a movie or a book? Or uh, a what was that? Commanders in Crisis. Uh... I swear to God, <laughs> Mark Guggenheim didn't write that, right? You, Josh, are you aware that Constantine was uh, invented by Alan Moore? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that means I'm the only one here that's allowed to comment on the quality of Constantine projects. Sorry, <laughs> I. I... Constantine is connected to Sandman, isn't he? He shows up. In yes, it. but that's because of the Vertigo imprint. Hellblazer was uh, he created. He was introduced in Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought it was all Neil Gaiman. Nope. Okay. Don't get me wrong. It definitely is, is within his wheelhouse. I got, but yeah, he I got also, Neil Gaiman on the mind. I'm pretty sure he also. I think he also wrote some Hellblazer. Gaiman? Uh, not I think that it might I can have only been see. like a two-parter or something. Uh, it was the 90s. I don't it was see the style anything. at the time. Yeah, that's I mean, uh, not untrue, but I mean, if I if if that's the one. case, I don't see anything. Yeah, Const- that seems like a missed opportunity. Took so long to make to get into the two thousands, versus like. I think it kind of makes sense that they tried to make a Sandman property in the 90s i mean looking at the success of the crow which is still kind of weird that they somehow managed to make a movie out of the crow neil I gaiman know, of like the of comics to do that yeah neil gaiman wrote issue 27 of hellblazer oh there you go single issue. issue um a memorial party for raymond day leads to a bizarre night for john constantine when the ghost of a lonely homeless man makes a desperate request constantine huh sounds <laughs> yeah. interesting Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and read just this mm-hmm. one issue. We should all, we should all do that. Every just completely out of context of anything. Uh, yes. There were a lot of writers early on, I'm sure, but it'll be relatively yeah. self-contained. All yeah. right. I think we're right. we're so, starting to spin out of control here. No, we aren't, Josh. <laughs> so this next bit of news uh, is around Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who has been cast in Boys season three. I thought uh, Sean cast. thought this was already done. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what is he? What role has he been cast for? Unknown. Homelander's dad, part two. I would, second dad. I would be fine with that. And then Jared <laughs> Padalecki comes in as his brother. Who could he play? Uh, um, some bastardi- bastardization of Falcon, or Winter Soldier. Yeah. Man. What if he had a baseball bat? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who it could be. Who could it be? Who could it be? 
I hope they have a Negan reference in there somewhere. Yeah. He just has because, a cigar um, in his mouth the whole time. Just just a fuck-laden rant. Just fuck, fuck, fuck. Who was Comedian a parody of? Comedian was a... Let me think here. He was a parody of... Captain America? No, no it was, it was a specific... Imprints. Yeah. Um, like, Blue Beetle was the owl. Silk Spectre was... Well, the owl was, like, Batman, too. The question... Of no, no, no. Captain yeah. Atom and Dr. Manhattan. Uh, um, the Night Owl was a parody on uh, Blue Beetle. The Comedian and Peacemaker. That's what it is. Really? That makes sense. Makes okay. a lot of sense. Yeah. Honestly, the only character that I was really confused by was Silk Spectre, because the character that she's based off of, I don't even know. Like, at all. It's like a character I, I'd never heard of in my in, Silk like, Spectre wasn't all. just Wonder Girl? No, again, these were all Charleston uh, comics Charleston. characters. So, yeah, so they were all based off of characters that he originally wanted to make uh, be in this, and then he wanted to kill some of them off. That's when DC purchased them, and then they were like, oh no, we don't want you to kill them. So he's like, okay, I'll make she's, my own. Yeah, she's based on Nightshade. I don't even know who that is. DC decided they haven't they had enough female characters of Black Canary and Wonder Woman and decided to never use her. Oh my god. I'm looking I at guess. some of this new intimate stories. Sweetheart Diary. That looks like, uh, what's that comic we're reading right now? Uh, the uh, the Tom specific. King book that we're reading. Love Everlasting. Oh, uh, Love Everlasting. That's it. I just yeah. bought the physical copy of number one today. Yeah. I've, I'm holding off for right now. I kind of want to see where things are going because I thought the first two issues were really good, but that third issue was kind of like, eh, this is lingering a little bit. Which one was the third issue? Is that so, the third issue was the one with the library. I don't no, I think that was the second one. Yeah, it's the third. Third is the library. Is it? Well, then maybe I'm thinking of the fourth one. The Whatever. second issue Anyways. was just like a non-issue. Uh, the second one was the one where she's hunting the guy, isn't it? Like Cowboy Times. Mm. And she's yeah. got like, the trap laid for the guy. Oh, right, right, right. And he just kind of shoots through the house with like, not yeah. quite a shotgun, just a lot of shots. A blunderbuss. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of shots, whatever. <laughs> My boomstick. You know what I'm just realizing? Uh, Two characters from the Charleston comics were created by uh, Steve Ditko. Charlton. Yeah. He created Blue Beetle and who's the other one? The question? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking is like, and then Nightshade as well. That's why, that's, that again played into Rorschach. I mentioned it back when we spoke about Rorschach, how they like copied Steve Ditko there with the writer. Well, I guess the reason why I'm pointing it out is because that's three. If you're, if you're correct about Blue Beetle, then that's three characters that are based around uh, Steve Ditko you creations, had, which is interesting. You had Nightshade. Did you say. Um, you said Blue Beetle, Nightshade, and. Uh, the Did you say the question as well, or the question was Alan Moore? Question, definitely, yeah. Okay. Also, speaking of D Steve Ditko, um, I never noticed this before. Do you guys remember in Spider-Man 2, the Russian girl that lived across the hall from Peter Parker? No. Yeah. Her last name was Ditkovich. 
Huh. Yeah, that was a homage. I had no idea. Shout out. You're a bit slow, aren't you? No, I just didn't know her last name. I never paid attention to that part. Because the um, landlord was Mr. Dickovich. So it was I his daughter? Not... They were roommates? <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. And they were roommates. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I can't think of who Jeffrey Dean Morgan could play in The Boys, but I haven't read the he's comics, gonna, so I have no idea. He's going to be some new CIA showrunner sort of thing. Maybe. I mean, so that's the second character from Supernatural re coming back together with Eric Kripke, right? Yes. Oh, who did he play in Supernatural? He the dad. The dad. He was their dad? Really? Yeah. Dean Morgan, yeah. Okay. Have you never seen Supernatural? It wasn't for me. You're a whore. You're a whore. Those first five seasons are so good. Those first five seasons You're are You're a dirty pirate I, I will admit. I will admit after yeah. that it does lose itself. There's good episodes after season five, but on the whole. Yeah, on the whole I, it's kind I of like... I think I was busy that they, night. There was one where they went through into the real world and they were like the actors. Yeah. Who didn't oh, have an episode yeah. like that back that in the 2000s? so good. Yeah. The Scooby-Doo one actually, I, I finally saw so that one good. was funny. They that was like, hilarious. All the characters were like, when they shoot the monster and Fred and the lot just like have PTSD. <laughs> Fuck, you shot him. Oh man, that was great. That yeah. was the best episode. All right. Well, uh, is there any other news? I don't think so. Well then, I guess that's it. Alright, well, I guess that's our news episode. So, do we want to shout anything out before uh, we call it good? No. No. Okay, well, so. that's it. That's the end of our news episode. This has been the Cult of Comics Podcast, your one and only source for comic book everything. Don't go to anyone else or else I'll know. Uh, you can find us on Google, <clears throat> Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, thanks to Anchor.fm. Uh, you can go to Anchor.fm slash Cult of Comics to find our RSS feed and make your monthly contributions onto there. You can also go on to Patreon.com slash Cult of Comics in order to make those monthly contributions and be our blood boys for the dollar a month or higher levels. And if you want to be even the better, you can be one of our producers for the $1,000 a month or higher levels. If you want to do more than that, we're not going to say no. Just give us money. We need the money. The winter months are we coming, keep... and Sean needs money to afford heat. The prices of gas exactly. are going up so high. Well, if I remember correctly, ridiculous. Now, what you're from where you are, I, I remember hearing about this. It's going to be a cold winter that you're not going to rely on heat, so you're just going to start skinning Welsh people, right, and then like using their skin uh, as like blankets. I hadn't heard that, but I kill Welsh people anyway, so that's cool. Jesus yeah, that Christ. makes sense. I, and I thought yeah. I was going to make some dark jokes. I was going to be like, Sean's dad might make him sell his own kidney. Um, you can find us on YouTube uh, slash Cult of Comics where. Sean makes the uh, weekly uploads every single Tyler week. Tyler sounded so and... confused when he found out I had kidneys. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Uh, you can send us an email at thecultofcomics at gmail.com. You can make uh, questions, send in requests, tell us what we should be reading, what we shouldn't be reading, and tell us why we're wrong. We're not going to believe you, but we're still going to listen. Um, and that's the show. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for sticking around, and have an awesome rest of your day. Dash. 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 Dot, dot, dot. The three of us are in a cult.